think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. Yes. I wish I was home, I wish I was back there with the things I've been knowing. Come on! When that makes the tall trees bend into leaning, suddenly the snowflakes that fall have a meaning, sprinkling the scene. Makes it all so clean. Come on. Maybe there's a chance for me to go back there. Now that I have some direction. Uh, mm. It would sure be nice to be back home where there's love and affection. Just maybe I can convince time to slow up, giving me enough time in my life to grow up. Come on, time be my friend. Give me dick or give me dad. Let me start all over again. Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I am your host, Solomon Ray. Bitch, it's been about damn near a month since the last episode, but that's okay. Bitch, we back. Back, and we really about the murder cats. I'm really hitting up the gauge on this motherfucking microphone. Let me calm the fuck down. Hold on, I have my fucking retainer in with this tooth. I'm going to take it out, bitch, because it's just... Hold on. Okay, let me take this tooth out. Okay, now I'm back. Now I'm giving you snaggle tooth, bitch. She's got a point. Um, She's an icon. What was, I, what was I trying to say? I just lost my train of thought. So, yeah, I had to take the tooth out because... You know, like... Actually, I don't know because I don't have titties. But I guess it's the equivalent of getting home and taking off your bra... Or, like, taking off your wig or, like, something that just is very constraining throughout the whole day. Bitch, taking out this tooth is just, it's literally, like, once I get in the car, once I get into, you know, my house, the tooth comes out, honey. The tooth, you you hear this? I have a fucking list, bitch. It's so ugly. (laughs) Anyways, bitch, there's a lot to fucking talk about. There's a lot to cover. Um, I... I I didn't do um, episodes before because the fucking microphone kept turning off. Is it still recording? Okay. I would record the episode and it would like shut down and erase. And so I just had to like just basically delete everything off my computer and just start all over again. Um, But yes, that was a beautiful rendition of yours truly home from The Wiz. Um, that was really a song that I just really kept singing on my last final days in Egypt because, bitch, I just really wanted to go home. I was on the plane literally singing The Wiz. And, I mean, it was funny because I was like, I cannot wait to get home. So, yes, bitch, we're back. And, yeah, let's just jump into the show, bitch. So, I am so happy to finally announce that the collagen serum is 
finally here. Oh, it's been a wild child. It's been a, a, a few months of tri- not trial and error. It's just we've had so many issues with the packaging that like <laughs> I didn't think that that was going to be the holdup. I once I got the formula right and the ingredients right, I was like, oh, cool, it's going to be smooth sailing. Bitch, wrong. We've had to reprint and reprint and reprint and remake and remake the fucking packaging. I almost called it quits. I was like, you know what? Just throw it all away. <laughs> just so fucking annoyed. <laughs> I was so annoyed with it, but needless to say, the collagen serum is finally here. I made this serum because um, a lot of collagen, you, 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 first off, you need collagen to keep your skin looking cute and stuff like that. But everything on the market is really all powdered. And, you know, once you put it into your body and stuff, it will go to your, like your tendons, your eyeballs, your organs, and might make it to your skin. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted something that's going to really complement the microneedling pen. Because, you know, the whole purpose of a microneedling pen is to get rid of scarring and stretch marks and to rebuild collagen. So while my skin is already punctured, I wanted to create a liquid collagen. So I've been working on this for a while. And so it's finally here. It's on SaulRayBeauty.com. That's S-O-L-R-A-Y Beauty.com. Um, it is $38, which I think is a cute little, you know, price point. It's one, um, one ounce. Um, The short story is the collagen is important in keeping your skin healthy, hydrated, and reducing wrinkles. But the long zhuzh of it all is collagen plays a vital role in strengthening your skin and assisting in elasticity and hydration. As we age, our bodies produce less and less collagen, thus drying out your skin, making it thinner, 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 and incredibly prone to forming deep-set permanent wrinkles. Collagen peptides help slow the aging process by reducing wrinkles and dryness. Most oral collagen supplements are made with hydrolyzed collagen and have to go through your body. They target all your areas that are that are in need of collagen, such as tendons, ligaments, and muscles. Whatever is left over eventually might make it to your skin. This product, however, is a liquid collagen you can put lace directly onto your skin for fast absorption. No oral supplements needed, guaranteeing the benefit of the collagen is targeted in a specific area. Um, So that's really why I made it, because I just wanted to put it directly on my face. Um, I've been using it for a few months now. It's really great with the microneedling. I use it every night. Um, It's great because it's like, you can see like the plumping in it. So also, it doesn't just cr- have collagen in it. It also has hyaluronic acid, which retains moisture in your skin. Um, ceramides, which also retain moisture in your skin as well. So not only is it has the collagen, but it also has all those really great ingredients as well. So it's really a cute... It's really... I'll be saying it's the serum of all serums, girl. It's really that girl. Um, so yeah, it is available now. It's finally in stock, ready to ship out. If you place your orders, it will be sent out immediately. But also thank you for everyone who did pre-order it. But yes, SaulRayBeauty.com. That's S-O-L-R-A-Y-B-E-A-U-T-Y.com. No shags. I know some of the girls don't know how to spell it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, SaulRayBeauty.com. And it's available now. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. 
So I'm back home. Um, one of my biggest fears was letting Billy stay at Cat Villa and, you know, with all those cats. Because I was like, I know she's going to come back with some bad habits. I know it. I know it. Let me tell you something. I almost sent fucking Billy in the middle of the night to a boarding school, to um, a, 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 a homeless shelter, something. She was about to get, she was really on her, she, I was really packing her bags last night. She was really on one foot, one paw out of the fucking house. And let me tell you why. So, <clears throat> yes, she's sweet. She's a cute little girl. Boom, 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 boom. But baby, she got back from Cat Villa and she's been doing a bunch of Caucasian kitty shit. She's been doing a lot of Caucasian kitty shit. She has been trying to jump on counters. She's been jumping on everything. And it's driving me fucking bonkers. Because I don't want her on my kitchen counters. I don't want her nowhere like that. So, I like, literally, I put out some um, large lump crab ravioli the other night. Or, like, maybe three, four nights ago. And I put it on my ancestor altar. And I was, li- and then I came back that night to kind of make them a martini or whatever. And I put the martini on the altar and I'm looking at the fucking ravioli. It's like, you know, four different raviolis. And one of them has a big ass munch out of it, like a big ass like bite out of it. And I'm looking at it like, I don't remember it looking like that when I laid the fucking plate down on my altar. And I'm looking and I'm I'm like, maybe when I scooped it out of, like, maybe when I was plating it, maybe, I don't, I was like, I know Billy didn't jump all the way up here and bite this and dip out. I know there's no way she would. So I put the martini down, boom, going about my business. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I come back maybe 30, 40 minutes later. I hit that corner. Billy is laid up on the altar munching. Munching. Eating for dear fucking life. I lost my mind. I said, bitch, get the fuck off the altar. For a few reasons. Okay, first off, you ain't supposed to be eating the ancestors food like that. Somebody was like, oh, it's the ancestors probably invited her up there. No, 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 no. They didn't invite her ass to come out and eat the fucking raviolis. No. They didn't want her ass up there. But the thing that really bothered, like, the, I don't, it's not just about jumping up on top of there, but it's the fact that there's candles all over the goddamn place. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, don't knock over the candles, bitch, and, and burn up the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now when I leave the house, I got to put her in my bedroom, my master bedroom. And yes, bitch, I'm talking about you. She's literally at my feet right now. Um, I have to put her in my, my master bedroom so she stays there while I'm gone. Because I can't trust the hoe to not jump on the ancestor altar and knock over these candles and, you know, poof, vamoose, son of a bitch, and, you know, die. Which... Listen, Billy, come here. Let me, because I need to talk to you. Come here, girl. Ouch. Listen, let me tell you something. If you burn down the house, you will die. 
And let me tell you what how I feel about that. I'm okay because I can take out an insurance claim, honey, and buy everything back. And I'll get more because of it. All right? So you will lose your life. I will be living my best life. So play these games if you want to. All right, sis? I know. She's pissed. She's not even purring. Yep, go ahead. Go. Go. Scootle. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been needing to like keep her in the fucking bedroom and make sure she don't jump on shit. So I've been putting laying down foil, double-sided stick tape. I have a little horn thing that cats don't like. I have this fucking pheromone shit that you spray and it's scared, like they don't like the scent. I have orange zest everywhere. I'm doing everything to make sure she don't jump on shit. So but yeah, last night I said, girl, if I catch you one more time, and sure enough, she was up on that altar eating food. I said, I can't do this anymore, ma'am. I really cannot. So, but she's giving, she's at the point where like, it's also my fault because she's incredibly bougie. Let me tell you something. About last week, I put out some food for her and it was over the weekend and I noticed, like, so she'll eat her food. She will eat her food. She'll eat a little bit. And then she'll leave. And then she'll come back, like, 30 minutes later and eat all of it. Well, she don't do that no more. I have to give her a, a fresh plate of food every single time. So I left the food out. And she nibbled or whatever. And so then, you know, 30 minutes later, she came back. And she looking at me like, uh, what's up? You going to put out some new food? And I said, no, I'm not putting out new food, girl. You're going to eat the food that's in there. And you're going to eat it off the plate that I put it on. So munch up, you know? So an hour goes by. Two hours go by. Six hours go by. Eight hours go by. She's not eating the food. 20 hours goes by. This bitch is on a fucking hunger strike. And I'm like, no, fuck, like, bitch, you have to be hungry. Eventually, you're hungry, bitch. I said, there's no way. Like, maybe she's just sick or, like, maybe, I don't know. So I was like, you know what? Maybe she's not on a hunger strike. Maybe she's just not feeling well. So I tested it out. I got a new clean plate, put the food out. Boom, she ate it. I said, bitch, you're not going to do this. We, we ain't going to be wasting food up in this house like that. We ain't, I'm not about to have a sink full of dishes, and it's all your shit. So she likes her food on a clean plate at all times. And, on, and each serving has to be two servings. One, like a little appetizer, so she can, <laughs> so she can eat her food. And then she got to come back 30 minutes later for the entree. It's really fucking annoying. So I'm like, you know what, ma'am? have a lot on my on my plate right now there's a lot of things that i'm dealing with i don't have time to be dealing with your caucasian kitty shit you know you came back from fucking lance over up there in encinitas at the cat villa with all this caucasian shit Mm-mm. she needs to know what type of fucking household this is, is and i cannot she came back with me- like who were you hanging out with you know what I'm saying? Like who? Like what cats taught y'all taught you to act like this? I need to know. I need to talk to them, and I need to talk to their owners because I can't have this weird ass behavior in my motherfucking house. I have things I need to do, and I really cannot be dealing with all that shit. So we working on it. She's staying in the bedroom while I'm gone. 
We, I'm cracking down on her. It's, it's giving, I wanted to give her the luxury and like the, the mobility to do really what she wanted to, but no, I gave her a little too much leniency and I'm a crack down and it's going to be really fucking stringent up in this motherfucker. So that is the Billy update for the week. Okay, so one of my favorite villains in the whole Disney thing is Cruella DeVille. She's one of my favorite. Jafar is a close candidate just because he gives me homosexual. Um, Ursula is up there too because she gives me drag queen. But my all-time favorite villain is Cruella DeVille. I also love Medusa. Excuse me, Madame Medusa. I don't know if y'all remember her. She's from the the um, Rescuers Down Under. Not Down Under. No, it is Down Under. No, the Rescuers. Bitch, I don't know which. I think it's just the regular Rescuers. Anyways, so Cruella's my favorite bitch. Like, I just, she's just everything I wanted to be in life. Um, I know that's really kind of weird to say, but like, she gives me, she gives me who I aspire to be. So I I was very hesitant on watching the live action Cruella movie on Disney, but I was excited because I was like, oh, I cannot wait. Like it's gonna be cunt. And I'm watching some of the clips, some of the trailers, and I'm like, oh no, girl, it's not giving no give, honey. It's giving first off, I don't know why Emma Stone or what's her name? Emma Roberts, Emma, one of them Emma bitches. I, I don't know. I think her name's Emma Stone. I don't know why she's Cruella. It, it, I don't know whose bright idea was it to do that because she doesn't give off no Cruella T. Let me tell you who I think should have played Cruella DeVille on this movie. And, and, and walk with me. Walk with me. So I was thinking it would have been cunt if Lindsay Lohan played Cruella DeVille. Right. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Right, but I okay, but I also get it. It's like she's supposed to be young, so maybe Lindsay's not the girl. But let's say if they were to do like a full on like older Cruella Deville movie, this is the bitch you need to. It's for what's what's her name? Firuza Balk, Firuza Balk, the bitch who plays Nancy Downs in The Craft, the crazy bitch, Nancy. I bind you, Nancy, from The Craft. That's the bitch who needs to be playing Cruella Deville. Honestly. And let me tell you what, what type of Cruella I needed. I don't need, like... I need the type of Cruella DeVille who's very, um... You know, like, a very delusional woman where, like, she... It's just... She pops pills all day long. She doesn't know, like, what pills are which. She's just pick. She's so filthy rich and has lived this life of, like, everyone kiss licking her ass that, like... She really lives in this deluded sense of, like, reality. And everything, she's never really fucked up. But she has, like, she always has a martini in her hand. But it's never, it's always, it's just spilling all over the place. She's never really drinking it, you know. And there's pills everywhere. She doesn't know what pills are which. But it's not, like, like narcotic pills. It could be, like, her biotin pills or, like, her B12 pills or whatever, whatever. But she's just popping them because she's like, 
She's just used to putting things in her mouth and nibbling on things sporadically. She never finishes a meal. She never really eats, honestly. She's she's frantic, always chain smoking. That type of girl where, like, you know, everything has fur and glamour and, like, it's like that. And I needed frantic. I needed frantic, diluted, pill-popping woman. And that's not what I got from Emma Stone. So I watched the movie and it it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I wanted. Um, I could, I wish it just went into, I just don't, sometimes I don't need like a origin story. Sometimes I don't need like for the villains to be nice and like be made into humans. Sometimes I just need them to be like villains, you know, I don't need all that extra shit. So, and Emma Stone, it's no shade, but like Emma Stone. Stone is that type of girl, and I hope I'm not being, like, super-duper offensive, but she's really that type of mousy girl who nothing you can do is going to make her look glamorous. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be shady, but she's that girl to where, like, nothing, you, no matter what makeup, hair, expensive outfits, no matter how you pluck and squeeze this lady, she's never going to give off glamour. She's never going to give off beauty. She's cute, but she's not beauty. You know what I'm saying? Because you're beautiful and you're young. You deserve to have the best in life, but you didn't deserve. Miss D, I, I don't say she's not beautiful, but she wasn't looking beautiful tonight. She doesn't equal me. Look at her makeup. It's terrible. She's okay, but she's not extravagant. You know, she's very middle of the road, which is, I guess maybe why they fucking cast the bitch. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But... Yeah, she's, she just doesn't give an exude glamour. Like, she doesn't exude nothing. She just gives me mousy, like, girl, very forgettable. The bitch that you went to school with that you know her face, but you don't know her name. You know what I'm saying? Like, the type of bitch that, like, just, you know, rings up your groceries. You know, and it's really no shade to her, but, like, but that's what she gives, right? Like, that's really what she gives, um, and that's just, I just need the glamour. I need the cuntness. I need the overness. I just need, that's really what Cruella was giving. Like, she is the most cunt over Canova villain of all the Disney franchise. Her and Jafar. Jafar is pretty kind of like very queeny, very cunt and over. But Cruella is really that girl. And it just gave like very flat, you know, like very. Like, oh, let me turn this off. It gave very, how do you say? Um, it's it's like a girl, it's it looks like she drinks whole milk. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when a bitch is so okay. Hold on, side note, side tangent. So, and I hope he's not listening. Um, but I went on a date maybe when was it? Three years ago, two years ago. Two years ago, last year, bitch, I don't remember. Anyways, with this guy, and we went for like a breakfast date, which was cute, which was really wasn't breakfast because by that time it was like three o'clock in the evening, but whatever, boom. So we go, and I'm like, oh, you know, give me a little mimosa, just, you know, just giving, you know, the doll, right? Boom. So he's like, no, I'm not gonna drink or nothing like that. And so he orders milk. And I was like, you are like a fucking serial killer. Like, who fucking orders milk? And mind you, this is like our like our first date. Like, we're still friends. We're still cool and whatnot. 
but it was just a key key because I'm like, bitch, who orders fucking milk? And I mean, gr- I'm grilling him, grilling him. I'm like, you're like a fucking serial killer. Like anybody who orders milk, I'm really going to throw up thinking about it. Like I'm really, <coughs> I really can't. Oh my god, can I just the thought mm, just the thought that really drives me up a fucking wall. Y'all know I do not like white substances. I don't like I don't like creamy th- <coughs> I really cannot. Oh my god, I have such a weak stomach. He's literally drinking milk, bitch. And it's just, like, gross. Like, do you know how much, like, pus and urea and blood droplets are in? I'm going to really throw up. I've got to change the subject. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Emma Stone reminds me of a bitch who literally drinks whole milk. Oh, my God. I really can't talk about milk like this. Like, oh, my God. Crisp. (laughs) I can't. Like cold. <coughs> okay, I'm not. <coughs> I get. I really cannot talk about. <coughs> okay, change the subject. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, my God. Okay, I really, like, seriously, talking about stuff like that really sends me. It really makes me want to just regurgitate. Okay, so... Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, so let's talk about Egypt, bitch. I gotta... Let me drink this fucking coffee. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, bitch, I might need a fucking Mylanta or, like, a Pepsid or, like, a fucking Pepto-Bismol. Anyway, so let's talk about Egypt. I don't even know where to fucking begin. I really don't even know where to begin, girl. I really fucking don't. Y'all already know what was the tea with Carolyn and the tomb of Nefertari. I'll just get that out of the way. We went to go see... We went into the tomb of Nefertari. It wasn't no $420-something. Guess how much it was? $90 a person. Still expensive, but $90 a person. So, I don't know who she thought she was gooping, but not me. But speaking of goops, I did get gooped while I was in Egypt. More on that later. But so I'm so how was Egypt? It was it was great. I had a great time. I saw the pyramids. I went inside of a pyramid. Um, I went inside of tombs. I saw just everything that I've always wanted to see. And mind you, I'm like a baby Egyptologist. You know what I'm saying? Like we, so our tour guide was an Egyptologist and um, girl, I knew basically everything he was telling me, I already knew, you know what I'm saying? So it was cute to see all those things. 
um, I had a really good time seeing those things. Um, there were moments that I did not like, for instance, the food, but we'll get into that later. <clears throat> so, but no, it, all in all, it was great. I, I did enjoy everything. We had um, our own van, you know, our own like Mercedes Sprinter, and we had one driver. You know what I'm saying? And also we had security. So the Egyptian com um, government for tourists now, you cannot deny this. You can't even say no. If they deem like a certain day, I don't know, a high threat or I don't know, some shit, they will give you your own security detail with an, uh, an armed security detail, which is cunt, which is over Canova, which is something I really wanted. Um, <clears throat> I was looking into hiring my own security while I was there but it's kind of like you know I don't really trust stuff like that because I'm like bitch I'm not trying to be set up you know what I'm saying it's just hood tendencies that never really fall away like you just be like everybody out to get me so that was really cool um and comforting also the thing so the thing was that I really liked was for instance if we were in the hotel we're about to leave in the morning our assistant guide person would be in the the lobby and they will call downstairs and they would be like oh um he's downstairs so we would go downstairs and every and no matter everywhere we went they had to check us in um they had to call back to they'd be like oh this is so and so from the four seasons or the saint regis solomon barnett from the the saint regis or whatever boom <clears throat> so they had to every destination we went to we had to like they would check us in um with the security so we would get into the, the lobby he would escort us down and they we would wait for the van to be there and once we got there we were just quickly ushered into the van the door closes boom like it was i know this sounds it sounds weird but it it was very comforting to just everything was just ushered and like we just got ushered into the car. So we never really interacted with like the public. People never got close to us, which nobody was wild. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody was crazy, but there was times when like <clears throat> it would get a little like crowded or whatever. And security would literally just tell them to move and get out of the way. And they didn't even like, they just walked away. It was weird. Like the, the people just knew don't come near us. Um, which, I appreciate because I mean honestly I just don't want to be bothered um more more often than not and it was um I don't know it was it was comforting because it, it let me know like I could wear what I want to wear I didn't have to like look you know crazy or I could wear the shoes that I wanted to wear or you know stuff like that I can have my phone out because sometimes when you're in countries like you can't be having your cell phone out because bitch them fucking motorcycles be coming up and stealing motherfuckers' phones and shit. So, it was cool. I enjoyed that. Um, what else? The only thing I didn't really like was when we got there, unbeknownst to us, a lot of things were added to our itinerary, which it just became so, like, off to the next place, off to the next place, off to the next place. And I was like, girl, like, this is not... This is exhausting. <clears throat> so it was getting to the point where like after like day five, me and Serena were like, cancel everything. We're going to go to the museum. Everything else, please leave us alone. I'm going to the spa. You know, like it was like, girl, you're doing too much. But 
It was cute. I enjoyed it. The only thing that really fucked... The only thing that I really didn't like was the food. Um, the food was not good. Nowhere we went. We had one great, not even really like over Canova great, but like one good dinner. Um, most of the places that we went to, like even local places, it was just a bunch of like char grilled fucking chicken, kebabs, you know, hummus, pita bread. Not even pita bread. It was just like hummus and chickpeas. Grilled chicken, grilled vegetables, grilled kebab. Like, just, that was it. That was really all, like, that was what the girls was eating. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't like it was nasty. It was just like, I need the chicken to be marinated, bitch. I just, I don't know what type of spices y'all got up in Egypt. I don't know what too much about your cuisine, bitch. But we got to marinate this chicken, baby. We got to marinate this chicken, baby. You know what I'm saying? We got to put some fucking seasoning on the vegetables, baby. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind hummus, but bitch, y'all got a different type of hummus, like a, 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 a roasted pepper hummus, something, bitch. It can't just be brown fucking chickpea hummus with no flavor. Oh, my God. I was, baby. The, okay. We get there. I was like, okay, cute. The first, you know, meal, whatever. I was like, oh, okay, cute. Little grilled chicken. Need a little bit of hot sauce, but... That's fine. Need a little bit of salt. Need a little bit of pepper. Need a bit of lorries. Um, fucking seasoning. You know, we needed some cacharonis or um, what's what's um the the Cajun? I can never pronounce that child's that guy's name. It's in the green can. Lori cacharonis. Catch Tony cacharonis. Ca- whatever, bitch. We it needed some t- ca- Tony cacharonis. Cajun seasoning. It needed some seasoning, but I still ate it. I was like, all right, cute. I'm you know I want to eat you know what I want to eat. But it just, after a while, I said, baby, I can't eat chicken no more. I really can't. It was always, these were the options no matter where you went. Chicken, beef, or sea bass. That was it. Nothing more, nothing less. So I started to spiral after like day three. And so we went to a restaurant. And they big enough that this is one of the best restaurants. It's like so lit, so lit, so lit, so lit. And I said, oh, cool. It's got to be cunt. Walk into the restaurant. The the view was cunt. Everything around it was cunt. I said, oh, shit, we're going to have some fine cunt food, right? Boom. Girl, some more fucking chicken. I said, oh, shit. Can we fry the chicken? Can we bake the chicken? Can we fucking do anything else besides put this on a fucking open flame, bitch? I'm over it. But part of ancient Egypt was, I guess, allegedly they invented barbecue. I said, this is not the barbecue I want, but I'm over it. So I said, girl, can can I see the menu? I said, I can't do this anymore. I need to see what my other options are. Baby, I cracked open that menu. Chicken, beef, sea bass. Almost hollered. I said, I need to order a box. Where's the wine menu? Baby, they gave me the wine menu. Guess how many bo- guess how many wine options there were? Two. So I ordered a bottle of wine. Cracked open the motherfucker. That shit was bitter as fuck. I said, get this fucking wine out of my face. Me and Serena just, we didn't drink nothing. We didn't eat nothing. We said, just take us back to the hotel. We're over it. So that's just what we kept falling into. Day after day after day after day after day. It was just doo-doo food. So then we finally get to the St. Regis. 
and they were like, oh, we have a steakhouse down down here. We have um, <clears throat> a French restaurant here, a Singaporean restaurant here. I was like, girl, give me some. <clears throat> Let me go to the Singaporean food, girl. Let's give him P.F. Chang. You know, bitch, that food was lit. Boots. That shit was lit, 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 lit. It was also incredibly expensive, but it was really lit. So we're like, thank God for the food. Bitch, we ate food down to the ground at that place. Then we ordered a drink. And at this, like, we already know at this point, it's a um, Islamic state or country. So it's, like, just a bunch of Muslims. So they don't be drinking, you know, like we be drinking. And they don't be eating pork. And they be praying six times a day and stuff like that. So they don't be drinking booze. So when you go to these places, you get charged. If you order a drink, it's a 12% alcohol tax a 15 percent state alcohol tax plus a one dollar fee so bitch by the time you get your drink it's 35 damn near dollars u.s dollars baby i said okay at this point i'm just like i just need i need a fucking drink i'm on vacation i just want a fucking drink you know what i'm saying girl i ordered me a drink at the singaporean restaurant it was cute. Now I'm not gonna lie, it was cute. It was really giving, it was really giving like Capri Sun. You know? Oh, it was giving Capri Sun, bitch. No, it really was. It was dead ass giving Capri Sun. It was kind. But it had no alcohol in it. Like it, I bitch, I just needed to taste the alcohol. Something. I sound like an alcoholic, but like it just it gave me juice. And you know, like for 35 fucking dollars, it's like, girl, I can't order too many of these motherfuckers. Like so I got to make this motherfucker strong. Like something like shit. It's $35. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we was drinking these drinks. And I said, bitch, Serena, you feeling today? She said, no. I said, she was like, this is nothing but some juice. I was like, I think we're getting gooped. Anyways, that's the experience we had everywhere we went to go eat. There was no drinks. It was just, it was not giving no give, honey. So at one point. On my way to see a dentist, we had to cancel a whole day's worth of activities so I can go glue in this fucking tooth. More on that later. And we were like, bitch, there's a McDonald's around the corner. Let's just go to fucking McDonald's. Because it's like, they're like, you want to eat McDonald's while you're in Egypt? Yes, I do. I'm over the fucking, I'm over the grilled chicken and the vegetables and the fucking hummus. I'm over it. I don't want none of that shit anymore. Get that shit away from me. So we went to McDonald's and they had a chicken Big Mac, bitch. So it was cute. I was like, eh, they had some other like shit too. They had like this cheese, jalapeno, french fry shit that was cute. Um, But yeah, it was like Egypt was great. Like the, the sightseeing was great. All that shit was great. It was just the like, I just couldn't really relax. But here's another reason why I couldn't relax. And I'll get into it in just a short moment. This episode of the Saul Ray... Wait, what is this? The Solomon Ray Podcast did. This episode of the Solomon Ray Podcast is brought to you by Pretty Litter, which I have been letting basically Billy piss and shit in. Um, so the great, the great thing about Pretty Litter that I like the most, aside from it having like little crystals and stuff like that and being, getting rid of odor and it's actually really pretty. Side note, before I get into it, it's actually really pretty. It's like this, like, 
um, salmon pink color. So it's actually kind of cute to look at. Um, anyways, so the great thing about Pretty Litter is it was designed with proprietary health monitoring technology to help signal some potential health issues early before you may even notice symptoms in your cat. So if your cat has any sort of like health issues, the color when she pees, the color in the litter changes. So it could be blue, it could be green, it could be yellow, it could be orange, it could be red. Bitch, if it's red, take your fucking cat to the vet, girl, because they might be on their way out, honey. They might have exhausted their nine lives, honey. So, yes, if you have a cat, this is the litter that I've been using with Billy. I really, really like it. Cats have a lot of, like... um urinary tract issues because sometimes they don't get a lot of water so it's really great to kind of monitor you know if your cat is getting a lot of water throughout her diet and blah 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 so head over to prettylitter.com and use code solomon for 20 percent off your first bag um, i was going to use promo code billy but yeah yeah yeah, anyways, Solomon works. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. Go to prettylitter.com and get your first bag with promo code Solomon and get 20% off. So why did I want to go to Egypt? I've been wanting to go to Egypt since I was a little kid, like since literally since maybe five, six years old. People are like, where do you want to go? I want to go to Egypt. I, that's all. When it was thinking about traveling, it wasn't even like the idea. I couldn't even wrap my young head around traveling. I just was like, that's the only place I wanted to go to as a kid. I was obsessed. Still am obsessed. Um, I've read tons of books, seen every fucking documentary, every fucking National Geographic, every ancient alien episode, every anything regarding Egypt, like bitch, I'm in there like swimwear. So I've always, since I've been a kid, wanted to go. When I started traveling and getting my money up, I would ask people, like, you want to go to Egypt? You want to go to Egypt? Everyone's like, no, bitch, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. They're killing motherfuckers. So I was like, uh, okay. So everyone was like, no, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Don't go, don't go, don't go. So I had a little piece of trade. And trade, who's Egyptian, was like, uh, it's really not giving no like that. Like, girl, just go to Egypt. It's actually really, really fun. You're going to enjoy it. It's not dangerous. It's not giving like that. I said, really? Because the girls is telling me it's kind of dangerous. So everyone I wanted to go to Egypt with was like, no, bitch, I'm not going. I can't go. I can't go. So I was like, well, bitch, I'm just going to eventually go by myself. So I asked Serena and she was like, bitch, let's go. So I was like, ah, let's go. So boom. So that's why I went. <clears throat> so... I am in the process of changing my veneers. Um, I don't like the color, really, of my veneers. I don't like the size. I don't like the thickness. Um, the bite is a little off on my veneers. It's just not what I want. Like, I don't want to smile and people would be like, oh, bitch, you got veneers. I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the advent that I were to be acting or being on the silver screen and whatnot, you can't have perfect teeth that look like veneers. You know what I'm saying? That's go that's goopable. They want natural-looking girls with natural-looking teeth. So I was like, you know what? Let me just cut the bread. I'm making the bread. Let me just go ahead and invest and get this shit changed out. So boom. I'm 
looking I've been looking for people for the last, like seven months and at that time like seven months and I there's three people in mine and so one of them happened to be in San Diego and I was like huh okay that might could be convenient because I could just get in the car and do my shit boom so I really don't even know where to begin so I go on a consultation first off get the phone call before the consultation it's giving credit card on file, money, 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 money. And I'm just trying to like say like, okay, I don't, let's stop talking about the money. Let's just talk about the teeth. You know, like I just need to wrap my head around this. Um, So they're like, oh, this is how much they're like, this is kind of how much it is. How much did you pay for your other veneer? It's all money questions, which I think should have been my first red flag um, you know, but yeah, that should have been my first red flag. So anyway, so I go to the consultation and I, she, the, the lady who I, I don't know if she's like the office manager or whatever. She comes up to me like hard, like, like coming in hot. Hey, what's up? I said, Whoa, that's a lot of energy. What's up? And she had no mask on. She said, I'm vaccinated. What's up? And I was like, uh, mind you, this is before the girls was getting, like, vaccinations. I think it was at that time, it was only for the girls who work in, like, medical fields. So everybody in the office had their mask on. She was the only one who came up, like, hard body, like, hey, what's, I said, whoa, what's, this is, whoa. But then she, I think she caught my energy, and then she eventually put her mask on. Anyways, that really wasn't, like, a major red flag, but it was kind of like, all right. So instantly starts talking about money. And I'm just like, okay, this is probably the girl who need to get the money in for the, the office. Cool, whatever. I'm really just focused on the teeth and trying to get the most beautiful teeth possibly in this motherfucking mouth. <clears throat> so then the doctor comes in. He's cool. He, we, they do some x-rays and then I'm informed that I actually have an infection in one of my teeth. And it's because a previous, right before I got my veneers, I did a root canal and they fucked up the root canal. Something happened. Long story short, there was an infection and there's like an abscess. And so he explains to me that when you have an abscess, what it does is it's bacteria <clears throat> Excuse me. It's bacteria leaking into basically your skull and it's deteriorating your bone. And he showed where there was a little bit of the deterioration of my bone. So he was like, the best option is to remove the tooth into an implant. And once that's done, you know, then we'll start working on, we'll do the veneers or whatever. But this is kind of like the first thing you have to do this first and do like a cleaning and some other shit. And, you know, then we'll work on the teeth. Which makes sense because it's like, okay, cool. <clears throat> so then she hits me with the he. She tells me how much it is. I'm kind of gagging because I'm like, damn, bitch, this is kind of a lot. <laughs> you know, like this is a lot of money. And she's like, well, if you can pay the whole amount, um, if you can pay X, Y, and Z by the before this month is done, I'll give you a discount. And so I was like, uh okay and so then she starts literally on the computer starts 
typing in my name, address, asking me how much I make a month, what type of car I'm driving, really sizing me up. And I'm kind of feeling uncomfortable because I'm really just like, I'm really on a consultation. I'm not really sure if I want to do my teeth with you or not. So she's like, um, she's like, I can get you approved for X amount for financing and we could do this. We could do that. I'm like, whoa. She's like, we'll do like a soft check on your credit. It's not going to really be a credit check, but we'll just do it right now. Ran it. She's like, okay, you're approved for X, Y, and Z. And I was like, well, I don't really want to pay credit. I'll just pay cash. Like, it's okay. And so that was, it was a lot. It was a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just a fucking lot. So then... Um, so then I'm like, I tell her, I said, I'm not going to move forward with getting my teeth done until I see visually the veneers that you guys are capable of making. I need to see them with my own eyes. And she's like, well, haven't you seen our Instagram? Haven't you seen like photos online? Like, don't they? I said, yeah, they look cute. But I understand smoke and mirrors when it comes to social media. I understand like... Any teeth, anytime you have veneers, it doesn't matter who, even the veneers I got in my mouth, once you get those veneers wet and you put a black background behind them and put the little reflective thing and you do it in a high um, capture on an image, the teeth are going to look beautiful. No matter like more, nine chances out of 10, they're going to look beautiful, but you need to see the teeth in person. So also if anyone's listening, when it comes to veneers, you got to see them in person. You got to look at these motherfuckers in person. So I told her, I said, that's all well and fine, girl, but I just need to see what you guys can do in person. And every time I would go in um, for my appointments with them, I never saw no teeth in person. I would be like, y'all got some teeth in the back? Like, where are, I need to see something that can never produce it. So more on that later. So anyways, <clears throat> I, she's like, we, we got to um, schedule your shit right now. We got to do your teeth cleaning. We got to remove the tooth. I said, just put it on ice, baby. It's, I'm going to Egypt in a bit, or I was going somewhere. And so a month goes by and that's when I was like, okay, I could do my cleaning. Let's start the process or whatever. Boom. So no, I get it. So I hit, so we were going to do a collaboration and for like a little bit of a discount. And so once we agreed on the number and all that shit, that's when I was like, all right, cool. Let's, let's get it rolling. Let's do the cleaning. I do the, the teeth cleaning, you know, and I hand to God, that was whoever I forgot her name. She was really great. I love her down to the ground. She was really receptive to like pain she made sure that i was cool she was able to read my body language she could sense when i was getting tense because i do have a little bit of trauma when it comes to dental work so she was very receptive to that and i was like that made me feel good i was like you know what i'm in good hands she's really cool if this is how everything is going to be from now on i'm cool you know what i'm saying boom so once that's done, um, the office lady hits me up instantly. It's like, girl, we got to schedule your, your um, let's do the tooth extraction tomorrow. 
I said, uh, I'm leaving for Egypt next week. Maybe uh, let's just wait. So she's like, no, 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 you, we could do it now. We just got to double check. We, I'm going to check with the doctor and he's going to see if he has all the materials needed. And the doctor was like, you know, we could do it. You know, I just got to check if I got the materials. He was like, I'll text you this evening or whatever. Get a text. He has all the materials. He said, we could do this on Thursday. So I went in on Tuesday for my cleaning. Thursday, they were going to schedule me for the implant. I leave for Egypt the following Saturday. <clears throat> so I said, okay, I've had my wisdom teeth pulled. So I just wanted to know. And I asked, I said, is, is there going to be pain? Is there going to be swelling? Is there going to be bruising? Because if that's the case, I'll just wait till I come back to the United States. That was my words verbatim. I'll just wait and we could do it later. I'm not in a rush. You know what I'm saying? Like this fucking infection has been in my fucking mouth for four or five years. It's, it ain't going, a couple weeks ain't going to change it. So I was like, cause so I was also told, and I'm not a dentist. I don't know. That's not my specialty. So when they were explaining the implant to me, they were saying, we're going to use the same tooth that you have, which is a crown. Because that tooth that they extracted was a, a crown, like the veneer was a crown. So they're like, we're going to use that exact same crown. And we're going to use that as a screw to screw it in. You're going to look exactly the same. You will not notice there won't be any sort of differentiations because it's going to take three to four months for the bone to heal around what they insert into your skull. He said, you'll just look, you'll wear these current veneers, the ones I have right now, in for three to four months, and then we'll start working on your veneers. But we're going to screw in this implant and it's going to stay put. So that was what they were explaining to me. So when... I was, when they were like, do the implant, do the implant, my concern wasn't the screwing in or where's the tooth or am I going to be toothless? Because they were making it seem that they were going to screw in the tooth that I have. So that wasn't my concern. So my concern was pain, swelling, and bruising. And so they're like, no, you'll be fine. You'll look perfect. You'll be great for your trip. You'll be all healed out, but we should start now instead of later. So that way you, it will give you enough time to heal. So I was un, like against my own better judgment. I was like, you know what? And I looked into it. I did research a little bit and they were like, bitch, when you extract for an implant, because they directly put the fucking shit in your mouth first, it isn't like an extraction for like your wisdom teeth where it's just like an open sore, you know, like they put the fucking device into your mouth. So it closes up. So there is really no pain, swelling or bruising. So I was, I was reading and reading and reading. There was like, yeah, there's really no pain, swelling or bruising. I was like, all right, if anything, I got seven days to get the pain under. So I go to the appointment. Um, and it's an um I go under and at that point they were like, oh, she was like, oh yeah, you could just Uber here, whatever. I said, all right, cool, get there. And they're like, um, do you have anyone to pick you up? And I said, no, I was under the impression that I could just Uber when I get home. They're like, no, you need someone to pick you up. So I called Serena 
no, I didn't even call Serena. I texted her and they were like, well, you, we got to start the, pro like the procedure right now. So give me Serena's number and we'll call her while you're under anesthesia, which I was like, uh, <laughs> that's not very comforting because I mean, Serena will, if it's an emergency, Serena going to drop whatever she got for me. You know what I'm saying? That's like my sister, like that. We got each other's back like that. But it's like, damn, like <laughs> what if, you know, like what if she's working or I don't know if she's, I don't know. You know, I can't be like, oh, girl, you got to come pick me up in two hours. Anyways, so I get there and I do the procedure. I come out of it. I'm really not fucked up, but I'm just kind of like, you know, fucked up. <laughs> so Serena takes me home um, and I, I just go to sleep. I wake up the next day and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, bitch, I have no pain. I'm not in pain. I don't have no swelling. So I'm feeling good, right? I'm feeling good. I'm like, wow. Like, and it's making me, so pause. When I did the procedure, I will say this, um, the bedside manner um, that the doctor had and everyone else, they were cool. You know what I'm saying? That's my beef with them is none of that. They were cool. I really trusted the procedure. Um, even from the IV sedation, all that I felt great. Like I felt like I wasn't in bad. Um, I wasn't being taken by like a, a bad doctor or something like that. So when I woke up the next day and I realized I had no pain, no swelling, I was like, okay, I can, I, I trusted them even more. Does that make sense? Like I was like, all right, the cleaning went well, this went well, I feel fine. Boom. But then I look at my, my mouth and I notice that my tooth is not like screwed in. And so that there's a small little gap between my gums and the tooth. And when I open, when I'm talking, you can see the gap. And so I was like, uh, so I sent a picture to them and I said, is this normal? They're like, yeah, that's normal. Blah, blah, blah. Woo, woo, woo. And so I go to my post-op and um, so I'm already kind of like, hmm, I thought it was going to be screwed in. Turns out they don't screw it in. They glue it between each tooth. And so I go to my post-op and I'm like, hey, I didn't know it was going to be glued in. Like, I had no idea. Am I, is this going to fall out? He said, it could fall out depending on like how you eat. And I said, oh, huh. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> and at that point, I'm kind of like internally spiraling because now I'm like, bitch, I'm about to get on a plane in two days and be out of the country for a while. What if the tooth falls out and I can't, if the tooth falls out in San Diego, I'll just fly. I mean, I'll just drive up, put it back, glue it back and, and go on about my business, you know? So I'm like really feeling some type of way. I'm trying to manage how I'm feeling because I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust the doctor. Like, cool. And so he was like, did anybody explain what we were doing? I said, yeah, like you did. And so at that point, that is when he pulled out like a little, not piece of paper, but like a clear thing with like a little um, dry erase marker and started doing like a, a diagram of what actually happened. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Cool. And then he shows me pictures of um, where they took the 
abscess out and all this other stuff and really kind of explaining everything then telling me that it's you know bonded don't eat on that side of your mouth what you need to do is um he quote literally his words he said you got to cut your food up like a lady and you know eat small bites that's when i got the explanation so now i'm kind of like i'm i'm like okay cool but then i'm also spiraling because i'm like what the fuck ha what happened like what if my tooth falls out of my grill and i asked right then and there i said should we bond this some more should we put some more glue on it and i joked and i made a joke saying should we put some fucking gorilla glue like like we gotta make sure this tooth don't fall out He's like, no, it won't fall out. You'll be fine. Blah, 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 blah. You just can't eat on that side. So I'm just, I leave the place kind of feeling a little like, uh, so boom. I'm not really thinking too much of it. Get on my flight. We go to Egypt. Everything's kind and over. Um, And first day, we go see the pyramids or whatever. Boom. Wake up the next day to get on our flight to Luxor. I'm in the van headed to the airport it's like five o'clock in the morning no it's like 4 30 and serena's <laughs> spiraling in the back because she's trying to look for her little e-cigarette thing she's like where's my e-cigarette i said oh girl so she's looking on the floor all of a sudden i my mouth is kind of like just open a jar and the tooth falls out and i'm like no fucking way and i said serena my tooth just fell out She's spiraling. So now not only are we looking on the ground for her e-cigarette, but we're looking on the ground of the fucking, um, the, the van for my tooth. I spiral. And I think I was having such a great time with the trip right up until that point. So day two was when my tooth fell out. And so, of course, I text them and they were just like, you know what, like, hope this doesn't ruin your trip. You know, how can we make this better? You got to watch what you eat. That was really what happened. So they didn't hit me. So I didn't, they didn't hit me up for a whole week. Actually, they never hit me up, period. They never checked in on me. They didn't see if I was okay or nothing like that. Um, And then I did have to find a dentist there to put the tooth back in. And so when we went to Luxor, everybody who I was working, I, I was with, they were like, don't do it in Luxor. The better doctors are in Cairo. Wait till we get back to Cairo. So the whole time I'm in Luxor, I didn't have a tooth in. And I know it's kind of like, well, girl, you're wearing a mask. Like, who really cares? But like, I just felt very self-conscious. I didn't, I don't know how to put it. Like, it's just like a weird feeling. Like, I just, the minute I would feel be okay with being like, girl, it's not that deep. Just Fucking your work, wear your mask. You ain't got no tooth. It'll be fine. But then at the then right after that, I would feel very self-conscious, have anxiety, and I just did not feel myself. And that was the type of energy I kept going in and out of the whole entire trip. So instead of me just enjoying myself and just having the trip of a lifetime, something that I've waited my whole life for, that was my focus. And even when we were back in like the hotel or we were to, um, near each other or like eating at dinner, eating some fucking chicken, I, you know, didn't have a mask on. And so even though that's my best friend, I just felt, I felt ugly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't have a fucking tooth. You know, like, 
I just felt not myself. And I just felt like something, a part of me was missing. I don't know how to explain it, but I just did not feel whole. Like I just felt not me. And I'm not going to get emotional. Wow. Here we go. (laughs) I think I did like out of all the episodes that I've done, I didn't cry on like three of them. But like, like the thing is like, like I didn't want to ruin my trip. I mean, I didn't want to think about like constantly complain about this damn tooth because I didn't want to ruin the trip for Serena because this is her trip too. And there's nothing worse than being on a trip with someone who complains all the time. So I was like, don't even complain. But I was just internally spiraling and she was like, yo, like you're quiet. Like, and I was, I'm a very lively person. I don't want to say I'm the life of the party, but like, I'm a lively girl, you know, like I enjoy, you know, letting my tits hang out, you know, and I wasn't the whole entire trip. I was just having minor panic attacks and just sitting silent. I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't engaging. I didn't want to be talked to. Um, I didn't want to talk to none of the the guides. I didn't want to interact with anyone. I just really kind of closed in. And it sucks because that's not how I want to spend my time. So then we, at once the whole Egypt tour was done, we ended up spending four days in Sharm El Sheikh, which is like a resort type place. So whatever. So we we were on a yacht and we were doing like scuba diving and snorkeling and jumping into the Red Sea. And I just didn't want to because of the tooth. One, at that time, I did glue the tooth back in and the tooth was back in my mouth. And I was like, maybe it's not a good idea for me to like jump into the ocean with this, you know, I don't want it to fall into the fucking Red Sea. So, you know, th- I missed out on that. I just was felt self-conscious because even if I took the tooth out, here I was without a tooth and like talking to the diving instructor. Like it was just, it really fucked everything up for me. Um, And I really hate admitting that because I'm the type of person to where I don't let a lot of things get to me. Um... And I, I'm really hard on myself because I'm such a control freak and I, I micromanage. I'm, 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 used, I'm used to micromanaging people. And over the last few years, I've learned to not and relinquish a lot of that and allow people to do their jobs and trust in their expertise. And so I'm beating myself up, you know, at the same time because I'm like, I should have really micromanage this. I should have, this is my fault. I should have done this better. I should have, you know, really got up in that ass crack and make sure what they was doing was, you know, I should have, I should have just micromanaged. I should have been old Solomon. And so I'm beating myself up for that. There's a whole, I'm just going through a fucking lot. So the whole time I'm like, and plus on top of it, bitch, I can't drink. There ain't no Hennessy. You know, I'm just like spiraling. So that's what happened. And um, yeah, I just really did not feel good. And so when I get back to the United States, I kind of hit the ground running because there's a lot of things I got to do. And 
so because this procedure is not a one-stop shop procedure it's like a three to four month you know healing time going back and forth making sure that like the thing that they inserted in your mouth is still you know it's positioned correctly it's like a whole it's a whole lot of shit and so I hit them up. I said, hey, so at this point, I don't, I didn't want to do my veneers with them. I was like, you know what? If this is how it's going to go, this, and you guys have no care in the world for your patients, and if it's a money hungry, money grab type of thing, I don't want to be involved. So I hit them up. I said, girl, let's just finish up the implant procedure and make sure everything's good with that, and then just kind of move our separate ways. So then she emails me back and she's like, well, we're going to terminate your, um, your therapeutic treatment, you know, so girl, good luck. So they didn't want to fix it. They didn't want to, you know, finish the procedure or nothing like that, which was fine. I'm just like, girl, boom. Um, and so the girls ate them up, honey. They ate them up on the social medias. They went after them. Like the girls is really, and you know, the thing that like gagged me the most was, I guess the fact that you guys were so like, and I I could be wrong. I maybe this is this is just what I think it is, but I it felt like you guys. I don't know, like like somebody fucked over your best friend, or somebody fucked over a family member, me, and you guys just really felt really connected in that sense of just. I wasn't expecting that. I did not expect that type of support and for people to have my back. I really was so bewildered. I wanted to ask. That's why I asked people online. I said, am I overreacting? And I was expecting at least maybe 40% or, you know, 30% of people would be like, yeah, girl, you overreacting. Calm down. Not one person said I overreacted. Not one person. So it was just like a huge onslaught of just, pouring support and i really appreciate it not in the sense of like oh take these motherfuckers out or nothing like that but i just really appreciate people having my back and just reaffirming that like i'm not crazy i'm not losing my mind like i do feel like i was slighted and i was done wrong and sometimes you need to kind of pair it and mirror it with the public to be like bitch am i am i tripping and for y'all to be like no bitch you are not tripping um, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it, it, it made me feel, um, I don't, I don't want to say like appreciated. That's not the word I'm looking for, but like, it just made me feel like I had people in my back. Like I just felt supported, you know? And so anyway, so all that happened. And then the following week, they did send me like a cease and desist. And um, my lawyer was like, girl, there's no point in even replying to this. But part of the cease and desist was like, they wanted me to do a retraction and to apologize and to say that (laughs) what I said was misinformation and false. And here's the thing. What I said was 100% true. What I even just what I just said right now on this podcast is 100% true. And one thing about me I don't lie. There's no there's no reason for me to lie. I'm the type of bitch to where I've told people shit straight up to their face and though they've gagged. There's some people who be like, bitch, are you cheating on me? I'd be like, yes, I am. Like dead ass. Like 
I don't lie about shit. And I've always been like that. There's no need for me to lie. There's only one case in this whole entire my life where I would lie. And I'm not going to tell you when, what it is, bitch, but y'all might be able to guess it. But I feel like there's only one t- one legitimate time in the w- in people's lives where I feel like you, sh- you should be able to lie. But everything else is like, bitch, why would I lie? Why would I? A tooth is not in my fucking mouth. Why would I lie about that? You know? I gain nothing by lying. I don't need that type of publicity. You know what I'm saying? I make money in my sleep. I'm not trying to glow or toot my own horn, but like, I, I genuinely can be the good guy and the nice guy and the funny guy, and that works for me. I don't have to lie about shit. I gain nothing by lying, you know? So it was weird that they were like, oh, you're spreading misinformation. You're, I'm not. That's the 100% truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the actual 100% truth. What I told you is literally what the fuck happened? So it's just, but also my lawyer was like, that's all meritless and stupid. So, but um, we'll see. But yeah, I'm not issuing a retraction. And, and the funny thing is they wanted me to make a post about, <laughs> this is crazy. Listen, they wanted me to do a post and say that, you know, and retract everything and say, I'm sorry and say what I said wasn't true. Now, here's the thing. And and just follow me. Walk with me with this. Wouldn't that cause you more damage? You know what I'm saying? If I made a post saying, hey, guys, I'm so sorry what I said about these motherfuckers. You know, what I said was false. It was all a lie. Y'all are going to be able to sniff out the bullshit from a mile away. And that's the shit that really upsets me is people really fucking underestimate um, the general public. They underestimate people's followers because... People can sniff out when someone's not being real. And I didn't realize this until, honestly, recently, like maybe in the last year. People can tell when someone's being authentic. People can tell when somebody's being real. And so if I pop up on the internet talking about some, hey, guys, everything I said was all a lie. It was all a lie. I'm so sorry, girl. I apologize to these motherfuckers. I take everything back. The girls are going to be able to sniff it. They're going to be like, bitch, they're making you do this. And the girls are going to just fly right back into them Instagram comments and them reviews and them Yelps and stuff. And and, and it's going to start right back up again. You know what I'm saying? How dumb can you be? How stupid can you be? So, yeah, what I, I'm not issuing a retraction. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not apologizing for shit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to happen. Also... <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? It's, but here's the thing that really is the funny part about it all. You were so concerned with securing the bag that you fumbled the long-term bag. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you were going to get all these clients from me or like all these patients from me. I ain't saying all that. I'm saying my bag. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You, you fumbled my bag. You, we didn't even get to the end with the, with the veneers. That's where the bag comes into place. If you were smart, you would have been like, all right, this is, let's wait till this motherfucker's back in Egypt, then get the money for that, then do the implant, get the money for the implant, and then take care of him well. 
but you fucked over the first step. So you fumbled the whole bag. You know, th- I mean, that's just what's funny to me. It's like you fumbled the whole bag. You know, it's really amateur hour. But, oh, hey, girl, you came in here to say hello? Oh, now you're purring. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really interesting because it's like just stupid moves, just really fucking dumb. Um, and yeah, that's kind of really all I have to say about that. And yeah. And now on to a listener letters. Um, Okay, cute. So we have a letter from Vanessa. She says, hi, girl. I love you. I listen every week. And my question is this. So I'm talking to this guy and he wants to make it official. Only thing is he has an OnlyFans. He has made half a million since opening. He does have sex with other girls on it, but I'm not comfortable being involved. I'm not sure. We have a great connection. What should I do? Would you... Be with the guy with an OnlyFans. Love, Vanessa. Mm, well, Vanessa. Um, you got to do what works for you, baby girl. That's really the end of the question. Eh, moving right along. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, you just got to really do what works for you. If that's not something you're into, or if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, then that's really where the conversation ends, you know, in my opinion, like that's, if that's not something you into, cool. And listen, I know, I know the girls be really talking a lot about everything is 50, 50. It's a give and take. We got to bend. We got to, I ain't bending for shit. I'm not, I'm not doing all that. Like I might be able to do a slight, um, tilt but i'm not bending bitch i'm not changing up the game bitch i'm not doing it i don't need to um because then then if i don't bend then then what happens i'm single okay great i love being single it's fabulous so i'm not gaining or losing anything but um i will say this is kind of interesting because i've grown in my understanding of relationships in the sense where um, you don't own people. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be like, what's mine is mine. I can't be having him fucking other bitches and like, I get that, but I'm also at the point. I'm not fully there, bitch. I ain't all the way there, but I'm also at a point where I'm like, you know, you don't own people and that's not your possession and they don't, that's not yours. That's not, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm also not the type of girl to where I feel like I could be in an open relationship. Um, I know that's off topic, but, like, it's not really for me yet, maybe. You know, also, I think things are very unique where sex can just be sex. And people who are emotionally invested and love people is completely different. But I also believe, bitch, when you be dipping and dabbling, dibbling and dabbling, bobbing and sweeping, bobbing and weaving in different puss, you know what I'm saying? Different dick. It, the girls be catching feelings. The girls be catching feelings. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, girl. We in an open relationship and, you know, he fuck other bitches, but he come home with me. His heart is with me. He love me. He, you know, all that. Girl, I, I don't know. I'm just not there yet because I be really knowing, like, sometimes the girls be catching feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes, let's say, hypothetically speaking, 
you know, y'all cool or whatever. And after some times go by, it's a new bitch that come along. You know what I'm saying? And it's giving kind of like, oh, she do things differently. Oh, she talk, she treat me better. She listen to my problems. You know, like she don't, she don't patronize me. She don't talk down to me. And like, girl, it's, I know the girls love like especially the gay girls they love open relationship they love all that 2021 shit they love all that shit bitch i don't know if i'm that girl because i just know i know i know it's like it's a slippery slippery slope bitch so i don't know you gotta do what you gotta do for you and for me the only fans think like I know some people like, oh, I don't want people seeing my man's penis or my girl's vagina or her titties or somebody's booty hole. Like, that I really don't even care about. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, girl, it's a booty hole. Once you've seen one booty hole, you've seen them all, child. So, that don't even bother me. It's just like, and I know the girls be like, it's a job. A job is a job. You know, it's money is money. And listen, listen, listen. I listen, listen, and and follow me, please. I am cool with. I don't give a fuck. Money is money. You know what I'm saying. And at the end of the day, these bills got to get paid. And unless you're financing me, cool. Then you can have an opinion. But you know, so my my beef. So what I'm trying to say is, I don't have beef with people who do OnlyFans and stuff like that. There's really nothing wrong with it, bitch. Just a couple of days ago, I was like, shit. Somebody was like, oh, I'm trying to find me a little sugar daddy, but I don't want to give the sugar. Bitch, I want to give the sugar. Are you dumb? I would lo- I'm would. i more than happy to find a sugar daddy and give him the sugar. I'm also 34, and I've reached the age to where that's not going to apply to me anymore. And I'm really depressed that I've, I've maxed out on my prime, and I didn't get the things that I deserve. But, you know, like, I'm okay with stuff like that. I'm not that, like, prude girl who's like, Oh no, I you 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 sucking and fucking for money, bitch. If I can get my bills paid and all I gotta do is suck a dick, are you dumb? I would do it. Are you for real? Bitch, get out of here. Bring that dick on over here and let me get these bills paid. Cause quite frankly, I'm overpaying my bills. I'm overpaying things for myself. It sucks. It's not fun. It's not a cute thing. I know the girls be like, oh girl, you independent, you doing your own thing. Yeah, and I don't I I I I'm I'm cool if somebody wanna help me out. <laughs> You know, so my beef is not with sex workers or nothing like that, bitch. Get your bread. But also, there is this like weird wet pe- thing where like people are like, oh, you got you wouldn't date nobody who do OnlyFans. No, I won't. You know, if that's not you, that's okay. It may not. We could still be friends. We could still break bread. It's just there is a romantic and sexual component to a lot of relationships and a lot of people's relationships. That is a big component and. That, you know, it gets a slippery slope where people don't trust motherfuckers. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. And unless you are that bitch who can deal with it and that's your shit, cool, go on. But if you're a bitch who's really like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, it may not be for you, baby. You know, there is plenty of fish in the sea. And you saying he made half a million dollars in OnlyFans, that's cute. But if he breaking that bread with you, I don't know. If I were you, listen... This is some horrible advice, bitch. This is so bad. This is so bad. I know it. And I'm really sounding like trash. I know I'm sounding. This is garbage. This is so toxic, bitch. 
But listen, <laughs> if I were you, I don't know how old you are, but if he really like, this is horrible. I shouldn't even say this. This is really bad. But if he making half a million dollars off of OnlyFans, bitch, hit that nigga up. <laughs> No, seriously, like, run his pockets, bitch. Like, for real. Like, I know that's, like, really lame. That is really fucking lame. You know, that's really fucked up. But listen, if you're that girl who can do it, do it. Run, run them pockets, bitch. Get get the money, get the bread, get the head, and dip. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not really trying to doom you or nothing like that. But nine chances out of ten, you're not going to marry this man. You're not going to live and grow old with this motherfucker. It's not, you know what I'm saying? So, enjoy the dick. Enjoy the fun. You know, enjoy the dinners. Get you a couple bags. Get the get get the necessities that you need because, honestly, 90% of the t- chance, it's not going to work out. I know that's really, I'm just talking about statistics. I'm just looking at numbers. It's not going to really, like, really pan out. So, I mean, it could. It could. But, in the interim, bitch, run his pockets. Especially if he try to break some bread off a bitch, please. You only live life once, honey. And if you dating a motherfucker who making half a million dollars slinging some dick, bitch, get you a little piece of that dick. Be cool. See, test it out. You know what I'm saying? Test it out. See if you can be a bitch who date a motherfucker with an OnlyFans. You might be able to. But while you're figuring that out, girl, get, get something out of it. You know what I'm saying? Get get the things that you need, honey. Go on vacations. Get you a little bag. Get you, get get something. Get your teeth done. Don't go to Floss Dental in La Jolla. Don't go there. But you know, get you a, a BBL, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Get get the things that you need. Get the things that you need. Okay. And so that way you feel like you compensated. There's nothing worse than being with somebody and really bending for them and 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 like the relationship not working and you have resentment and it's like all you what what you got what did you leave with a wet ass and a dry purse you know what i'm saying no bitch get the things that you need especially if it's a mother who trying to break you off with a piece of bread please get the shit that you need vanessa and come back to me in a couple months and let's see what's going on So there is a part of the Anchor app that allows people to leave like little voicemails. And I did not. Oh, bitch, you about to hit the floor. Oh, my God. Billy was literally um, just on her back, like laying on this couch. And she just literally slid like she was asleep. And she just slid and almost flew off the couch. She was on her back. It's so wild. Girl, are you okay? Anyways, so there's like a little voicemail option to where you could leave a little voicemail. And I just, I wasn't getting the notifications, but you guys have left me such really pretty little voicemails. So I want to play them and I want to say thank you all for your support. It literally, literally, literally means the world to me. And I just appreciate y'all so much. Yes, love this podcast have nothing to do during this quarantine so love spending my time listening to you hi it's adriana again i left you the message about why 
a lot of Florida people believe like QAnon stuff in there because um, a lot of Florida people are Cuban and a lot of them are Republican. I think it has to do with them associating de- Democrats with um, socialism or communism. Anyways, so you also mentioned something about QAnon. What's funny is a lot of people think that majority of the people on QAnon or people that are for white nationalism are like illiterate and dumb. I suggest you read, um, you look up Derek Black. He, his dad was one of the head people of a white nationalism organization and he's no longer a part of it. And it took him a long time to kind of break away and he came to his senses. Um, but a lot of what's scary is a lot of, some people are dumb, you know, and illiterate and uneducated, but majority of the people are highly educated racist. So, um, that's what makes it even more scary. Um, but I would suggest reading his story, Derek Black. It's really interesting. Hi, Solomon. I was just calling in to say I love you and you really are that bitch. You are that girl. Um, and all the other girls need to know. I talk about you like you're my actual friend. Be like, you need to listen to his podcast, girl, he be spitting gems. Because you really do. And I don't know, you just made an immense difference in my life. Like you... Um, you drop these podcasts, I watch your snaps, your Instagrams, and I'm just like, I really look forward to hearing what you have to say because you was really a knowledgeable girl and I love it. Stop, don't stop being you. Love you much. Bye. Solomon, you are a true gem and I love how vulnerable you are on your podcast, especially about your writings. You are an artist. We're all artists, but every artist is not in touch with their heart. And you are definitely in touch with your heart. I'm so proud of you. I love listening to you share the way that you share. You rock, Solomon. Solomon! Solomon motherfucking Ray. Yes, I am here for it all. My name is Destiny. I'm from Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Like you said in episode two, yes, Texas is giving COVID. I don't know what we're going to fucking do right, but hopefully it's coming. But anywho, I just wanted to express and share with you how amazing and dope and beautiful I think you are. Um, Your spirit just exudes love and just life. Like, you're just a beautiful person. But I just started following you on Snapchat a couple of months ago. You be keeping me up on them recipes. Got me in here fucking cooking and cleaning. Still ain't got no ring, though, but, you know, we're working on that. Anywho, I'm new to Anchor, and you know what? You brought me here, and I'm so happy I came to listen to your podcast. I think this is the start of something amazing. And you got this, boo. I'm here for you. Mwah. And now on to final thoughts. Final thoughts. I just want to say trust your instinct. There is a little thing inside of you that be going off and I think I might have even mentioned this in a previous podcast but you just gotta listen to it girl you gotta if something in your spirit don't feel right about it don't let ego cloud your judgment don't let beauty cloud your judgment don't let the the need for being loved cloud your judgment sit step back listen to it because if you get this this sense in you that shit is real yo that shit is real and i've always i've gotten better at listening to it but i haven't 
this past year, bitch, listen to it. That's really the, the that's the only final thought I got is listen to your gut, listen to your instinct. There's that's your ancestor sweeping through talking about bitch, you feeling froggy, you better not leap. So that's it cuz um that's really important, you know, and pay attention to people, pay attention to people who want to use you and abuse you, bitch, and take advantage of you because there are snakes in the grass everywhere, bitch. I know I'm doing OZ, but bitch, you really got to watch out because, and, and don't get too comfortable. You know, it's, I think I've created such a very close knit, um, sector of people around me. Um, my whole life that I've gone through phases to where I've been really burned. Okay, so after I was arrested and did my whole little assault, assault charge and bid when I was in New York, immediately, like, my defenses were high. Duh. Anytime you go to jail, you know, bitch, like, anytime you be dealing with shit like that, you be looking at everybody crazy, like, snakes in the grass. Like, they everywhere, you know? Boom. So I was immediate my defenses were really really high and i met my best friend and i i lived with him and he kind of really taught me to let my guard down and to trust people and to allow people to love me and to allow people in my life and that wasn't a, that didn't happen instantly bitch it took like four something years for me to really really be okay with that and um, so inadvertently, I just kind of, you know, the guard went a little lower and lower and lower, not all the way down, but it just, you know, got a little lower. I would allow people in my life. And what I've learned in the last year is, um, you know, watch out. <laughs> watch out, especially... When you start changing and shifting areas in your life, if you got a promotion at work, if you get married, if, you know, think if these if pretty monumental things are happening in your life, you got to start watching out and seeing how people move. And um, that's it. That's really it. I'm not saying be paranoid. Not don't. I ain't saying, oh, bitch, we got haters. I got my hate. I'm not saying all that. It's just listen to your instinct. Watch out. Keep your eyes open. Um, listen to your ancestors. Listen to spirits meditate really be in tune and because it's when you let that guard down is when these motherfuckers fly in and you know so that's just kind of a lesson that is being reiterated to me at the moment and to listen to my gut instincts and I should always start doing that and going back and reverting back to old Solomon now I ain't got to be old damaged Solomon who was doing the most or not trusting anyone but just you know I think I got a little too laxed I was a little too trusting on the girls and yeah so now I'm just back not fully but just kind of you know just watching out for the girls watching out for people who want to take advantage of me and you know, leveling up, getting getting my little legal team together to make sure that everything from now, it also forced me to really start getting um, a set of lawyers together to, you know, from now on just to have on deck.
you know, when and for anything, it could be anything. So it just it was it's a learning lesson, you know. So yeah, that's about it, bitch. We are back and every Thursday is going to be a new episode. I know this is going to be a long episode, but I appreciate y'all. So sorry it took me a long time to get back into the groove of things. Um, but we're back and again, I appreciate y'all. And until next week, see you later.